Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Live from the place you'll get out overly ostentatious studios of CBS Sports Radio here in beautiful New York City, sitting on top of the 10th floor of 345 Hudson Street. Welcome on in to a Football Friday edition of the Zach Gelb Show across all the great local CBS Sports Radio affiliates, Sirius XM, Channel 158 the free Odyssey app, and, of course, on YouTube, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4CBS is the number to jump on in. 855-212-4227. You could always get at me on Instagram, where I'm straight flexing, or via the good old cesspool of Twitter, at Zach Gelb. That's Z-A-C-H-G-E-L-B. Got Manny Rodriguez, Moist Mike, rocking and rolling with me. We'll be here all the way up until 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, former Packers fullback John Kuhn going to stop by 20 minutes from now. Danny Cannell will stop by in hour number two of our radio program. Alrighty, I want to start off with a game that I'm very excited about this weekend, and it's when the Chicago Bears are visiting legendary Lambeau Field with the Green Bay Packers. For the Packers, we know what's on the line. It's a playoff spot. We have discussed with the Green Bay Packers how they're in a really good spot for their future with what we've seen down the stretch with Jordan Love and what Matt LaFleur and Brian Gutekunst were building and are trying to continue to build with life after Aaron Rodgers. So we already addressed the Packers side of it. Now let's get into the Bears side because the Chicago Bears, it's really a three-step process. Number one, will Ryan Poles be back? Number two, Will Matt Eberflus be back? And then number three, what are you going to do with the number one overall pick that you got from Carolina that will dictate if Justin Fields is the quarterback or not next season for the Chicago Bears? And there are arguments to be made on both sides. I have voiced my opinion before, and I do believe that the Chicago Bears should keep Justin Fields. But just because I say that doesn't mean that Matt Eberflus and Ryan Poles will say that. But from a standpoint of logic, when you're probably bringing back Poles and you're probably bringing back Eberflus, you should then probably bring back the quarterback. And I was not someone who, when we were like six, seven weeks into the season, that I thought... Justin Fields was going to be the quarterback of this team next year. And the argument was, we still don't know what Justin Fields is, 
but he's not going to get it to work in Chicago. And quite frankly, from afar, it didn't seem like Ryan Poles nor Matt Eberflus really knew what they were doing either. But things could change really quickly in this league. And it would not surprise me, depending on the result of Sunday night or Sunday afternoon, if the opinions will change. Because let's say the Bears win. The calls and the contingent of people that believe that Justin Fields should be the starter next year are just going to get louder and they're going to grow exponentially. But you know how we are. We are in a reactionary society. We are an in-the-moment society where one thing happens and it could potentially devalue an entire season. And it could flip your world upside down. And we've seen this from both sides where for a large chunk of the season, you could be negative about something and then your opinion changes and you're positive or the other way where you start to get positive, you start to move in one direction and then something bad happens in the final game of the season, even though it won't impact right the Bears because the Bears aren't a playoff caliber team, but you say, all right, that just uh, goes back to my initial belief that Justin Fields shouldn't be the quarterback. So I do believe Sunday is very big, but regardless of what happens on Sunday, and I could only tell you how I feel now, how I feel in the moment. And sometimes I give you a take on the radio. I have great conviction and great belief in what I'm saying that day. And sometimes it changes the next week. Sometimes it changes the next day. Sometimes it changes the next hour. Because events happen and you may think one way, and I'm not stubborn, but once I see something else occur, a light bulb could go off in my head and I could say, oh, whatever I just said in the past doesn't hold true anymore. And now I change my belief on what I think the Bears should do. But I don't think that's going to happen outside of a massacre on Sunday night. Like if Fields gets on the field on Sunday and he throws four picks in Lambeau Field and he has like 85 yards passing, I will allow my opinion to potentially change. But I'm like 96% sure that this is the right way that the Bears should approach it. And let me be abundantly clear. When the Chicago Bears were three and eight, I would have never said these three things that I'm about to say. Number one, keep Ryan Poles. Ryan Poles pulled off that deal last year at the number one pick spot to get a lot of future picks, get DJ Moore, and also get this number one overall pick that you're going to have in addition to your other first round pick. So I'm good to see another year of Ryan Poles. Number two, keep Matt Eberflus. And this is the one I think I'm most surprised about because when Matt Eberflus was hired, I didn't believe Matt Eberflus was going to be a successful head coach. And he still has a long ways to go in being a successful head coach. But I just thought he was a guy that was more equipped and better fit to be a 
really strong defensive coordinator, but he didn't come off to me as head coach material. But that's also not my job to find who's going to be a head coach. And there's a lot of times where the quote-unquote popular hire ends up being just a bad hire and everyone wants the guy fired within two to three years. But it does seem like whenever it's, uh, huh, who's this guy? Who the, who the heck did we just hire? Oh, that doesn't seem like they got the best candidate available. Those are the coaches that turn out to be the better coaches. Like, I know Nick Sirianni is starting to have things get away from him in Philadelphia, but he's made the playoffs his first three years on the job and coaching the Super Bowl. I don't think anyone knew who Nick Sirianni was when he got hired in Philadelphia. Mike McDaniel, no one thought this guy had a clue what he was doing when he was hired. Dan Campbell, he even made the joke at his introductory press conference, most of you probably thought I was Matt Campbell. Maybe the Lions thought I was Matt Campbell, the Iowa State coach, and that's why they hired me. So you don't need to be well-known. You don't have to be well-respected. You don't have to be well-received when you get announced as a head coach. But you don't really have much in Chicago. And something that should be used as a positive for Matt Eberflus is in year one, it wasn't good. But in year two, with some slight, and I mean slight roster changes, this team was three and eight. And this team could have quit. This team could have had no life in the second half of the season. And then in all likelihood, we're talking about cleaning house in getting rid of Poles, getting rid of Eberflus, and then also getting rid of Justin Fields. But to Eberflus's credit, this team has now won four out of the last five games. And they have gone from being a 3-8 and eight team to a 7-9 and nine team. And quite frankly, when you look at this team, regardless of it's 8-9 and nine after this weekend, or if it's 7-10 and 10 after this weekend, the Bears probably should not be a 7- or an 8-win football team, but they are. So I got to see Matt Eberflus back next year, and I also have to see the quarterback, Justin Fields, back as well. I'll make a comparison in just a second. But first, let's hear from the president of the Chicago Bears, Kevin Warren. There was a report last week from Ian Rappaport that it appears like Matt Eberflus will be back next year as the head coach of the Chicago Bears. But the other day, the president of the Bears, Kevin Warren, was asked, will his head coach be back in 2024? As we said all along, we just continually will stay focused on finishing the season strong, take a big picture, a methodical uh, look at everything. And uh, I'm very pleased with the energy of our team. Guys are playing hard, they're competing, but I'm I'm just really energized as a franchise where we are. So that wasn't a yes. He didn't emphatically go out and address reporters and say, Matt Eberflus will be back. Matt Eberflus is my guy. That's my ball coach. That's the guy that's going to return the Chicago Bears back to glory. But he didn't say no. And sometimes when you have a president speaking about the future of a coach or a GM or a player, you could usually decipher through the BS. And when I listened to that 20-second chunk of audio, I think there's enough, enough context clues in there that would suggest to me that Kevin Warren, as long as he's still the president of the Bears, is happy with the direction of this franchise. 
is happy with the energy of this team, you know, big picture, it does make a lot of sense to keep this regime there. And I would probably venture to say, like, 85%, 90% that Matt Eberflus is going to be back next year as the head coach. Now, as for the quarterback, I do think it's up in the air. As I have said now for the last 10 minutes, as I've said now for the last two weeks, I believe the Bears should keep Justin Fields. But I think that's at like 65%. 60, 65% in the likelihood that they do keep Justin Fields because on the other side, you're looking at what people are saying is a generational talent in Caleb Williams. And it's one thing to be called a generational talent and then actually follow through on that as we've seen through the last 10, 15, 20, 25 years of the NFL draft. But knowing that, hmm, you got two years left in this contract with that fifth-year option being factored apart of the two years, you are eventually going to have to make a financial decision where you want to continue to employ Justin Fields. You're going to have to ante up and pay him a lot of money. And right now, Justin Fields deserves that other opportunity next year to be the starting quarterback. But there's a difference in deserving an opportunity and then are you willing to pay Justin Fields this offseason, which the Bears don't have to do, but a lot of times teams don't have to pay a player right now in the present moment, and they end up doing so. So here's the comparison I'm going to make. Last year, the Detroit Lions got off to a really bad start. You had Dan Campbell, who was a popular coach because of the way that he handled himself at the podium, but the results weren't reflecting on the field. It's very similar to the Chicago Bears. I'm not saying Iberflus was very popular, but in year number two of a head coach, they weren't taking that next step. And then down the stretch, the Detroit Lions got very hot. They won five out of their last six games. And in the final game of the season, they walked into Lambeau Field. And even though they weren't going to the playoffs, they ended the Green Bay Packers season. So you look at this on the other way, With the Chicago Bears now, they were also off to a putrid start at 3-8. and Looked lifeless, looked like there was no future. And now this team has won four out of five games down the stretch. And oh yeah, by the way, if they walk into Lambeau Field on Sunday and walk out with the victory, that would be winning five out of their last six games. And maybe the momentum that we saw that was built down the stretch with Detroit that carried over into next season can also help it ha- happen to, to go down with the Chicago Bears. But I think that's also dependent on continuing this locker room and this good team chemistry and this good direction of this franchise and keeping what you have in place, keeping Ryan Pulse, keeping Matt Eberflus, and most importantly, keeping Justin Fields as your quarterback who is well-received in that locker room, has the respect of that locker room, and right now is winning games. And oh yeah, by the way, getting him help in the draft too. Last year, you got him help with future picks and DJ Moore. Now, go get Marvin Harrison Jr. You go get Marvin Harrison Jr., we could go into a Bears season next year where you got the quarterback and you got two stud-wide receivers and you have a coach who's starting to figure it out And I'm not saying you're going to take it to the level of the Lions this year when you're winning 11, 12 games 
and you're going to have a top four seed and you're going to be NFC North champs. I'm not saying that, but there's not, there's no reason why this Bears team can't continue to build off that momentum that they've established here in the final five, six games of the season and carry it over into next year to compete for a wild card spot. But you get rid of the quarterback, you get rid of the coach. I just don't think it's likely when you're resetting in some extent that this team ends up making the playoffs. And that's another part of it. I know you could get oohed and odd uh, by, by what is the future and maybe the potential, the unknown of, for example, a Caleb Williams or a Drake May. But what you have right now is pretty damn good. And sometimes, and it's working too. And sometimes in life, you're in a good situation and you strive for more. You strive for what other people are telling you is better. And sometimes you go for what's better. And then a few years from now, you look back and you go, man, we had something special brewing. We had something really, really good working. And because of our desire to get something better and not appreciate what we had in the moment, it changed and it derailed what we were doing. So Chicago, I don't care what happens on Sunday outside of this being like 45 to three and absolutely humiliating. As long as this is close, as long as this is within 10, 14 points, right? Two touchdowns. The plan from what I've seen down the stretch should be polls be back. Eberflus be back. And I think both will, but then the big domino to fall is Justin Fields and they should be fielding trade phone calls at the draft, not for Justin Fields, but for the number one overall pick, and the Bears should keep Justin Fields. All right, it is Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. What do you think the Bears should do? Should they keep Justin Fields, or should they trade him while his stock right now is going through the roof, and then maybe you go get uh, Caleb Williams or Drake May in the draft? 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. We will touch on the other side of the Bears game this upcoming weekend with the Green Bay Packers having a chance to go to the playoffs. And we'll do so with legendary Packers fullback John Kuhn, who will join us in five minutes. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, gearing up for the big game on Sunday between the Chicago Bears and the Green Bay Packers. You can stream the NFL on West 1 for free. Sponsored by AutoZone all season long. You listen to every West 1 broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app. By asking Alexa to open West of One Sports on the Odyssey app, get in the zone, AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Let's go out to the guest line right now and welcome in a legendary Packers fullback. And that, of course, is John Kuhn, friend of the show, kind enough to jump on board with us. John, happy Friday to you. Appreciate the time. How you been? Happy Friday. Happy New Year. Always Glad to jump on here with you, Zach. And, hey, look at how big time you've got now. We do this thing live over the Internet versus the airwaves. A whole different vibe, a whole different feel. Good to put a a face to a name now. Well, I appreciate that and always uh, appreciate how kind you are jumping on with us. And usually it was talking about all this drama in Green Bay with your old uh, teammate and uh, good friend at Aaron Rodgers. But now look how this works. For two, three years, people were saying, Gutekunz had no clue what he was doing, and now a lot of people with the play of Jordan Love are issuing a little bit of an apology to the Packers GM, Brian Gutekunz. Yeah, it's almost like there's a recipe to this whole uh, franchise quarterback thing. You, know, you, you have a good one. You get one before you're done with the old one. You let him learn for a couple years under the tutelage of that older one. You let him learn the process off the field, in the meeting rooms, at practice. And then you give him a chance in his third or fourth year and see what he can do on the field when he merely has to focus at things on the field versus the things in the classroom and the things on the practice field. So it's worked a couple times in a row now. And and Jordan Love, especially in the last seven games of the season, has really proven that to a point. We saw the Lions last year towards the end of the season get hot, and they won five out of six games, and that carried over with the momentum that they were doing into the next season. When you look at Green Bay, and they have a chance to go make the playoffs on Sunday and uh, win five out of the, or, or, you know, get continue to get hot down the stretch. W- what have you seen with this team in the last few weeks where they've started to turn around and just play better football? Well, uh, specifically, it's been the play on the offensive side. Jordan Love's not the only young piece, the only inexperienced piece heading into this season. There's a lot of rookies on this offense. When you talk about tight end, wide receiver, even on the offensive line. So, they all had to kind of collectively work together to grow and, and become a cohesive unit. And that, that cohesiveness has really taken place these last, you know, two months of the season. And they've, they've kind of taken off. They've had a couple struggles, a couple hiccups in the last month of the season in December against Carolina and against Tampa Bay and against the New York Giants defensively. But if they can play a little bit more aggressive on the defensive end this week, against Chicago, get themselves another victory. I've talked to a lot of coaches. I've talked to a lot of personnel in Green Bay. A playoff game, that type of experience in your first year as a starter for Jordan Love and a lot of these young guys on this offensive side, that'll pay dividends exponentially going down here in the future. So getting this playoff game is huge, but it's it's been the play of Jordan Love and this young offense coming alive, which is why they are in the position they're in. Talking to John Kuhn right now, you know, going into the year, I said, I don't really care about the wins or losses for the Packers this year. And it's incredible. They have a chance to go make the playoffs coming up on a Sunday, but it was more so at the end of the year. How do I feel about the quarterback? Do I think the quarterback has enough to be the guy moving forward? 
and you get the best of both worlds right now, like how far are you willing to go with Jordan Love? And, and like, what do you think his ceiling could be as the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers? I'm going all the way with Jordan Love, Zach. Uh, he showed things early on that a, a special type of athlete can show. And that came about one every four plays. And then we had a dip in the middle of the season where he had some struggles with turnovers and he had some struggles with getting the ball out on time. And then he learned about midway through the season. I don't need to be perfect on every single play. I can use my check down. I can facilitate this offense even when it's muddy. And as the season progressed, even further towards the end of the year, he's gotten so good before the snap of the football, recognizing the defense, getting in the right checks, that he is now mentally and physically there so that three out of every four plays are something that a good and established veteran quarterback is doing. And I'm willing to say right now, I expected Jordan Love to be good at some point in time. I did not expect it to happen as fast as it has this season. And Jordan Love right now towards the end of the season, I dare say he's playing as good a football as nearly any quarterback in the National Football League right now. And going into next year, there's no reason why he can't improve even more. Also, I think it's important when you look at all the drama since there was that decision to draft Jordan Love and all the fighting with, right, LaFleur and Gutekunst and... Rodgers, that created a, a little bit of an unhealthy locker room. And Love could have handled it one or two ways. I think him being quiet and him just right going to work and working each and every day in the role they were asking him, I think that gained him a lot of trust and respect in that locker room when they officially elected to trade Aaron Rodgers. It was like, okay, we have a guy that we could believe in because of the way he conducted himself the last two, three years. Yeah, one thing this whole country is going to learn about Jordan Love is he is a very even keel person. He doesn't get very emotional. You don't see a whole lot of highs or lows out of him, no matter how a football game is going, no matter how the chaos is externally, it's always calm and collected on the inside. And, you know, some of that has to do with his age being much closer to a lot of the younger players on the offensive side. They have a great relationship, a great rapport. Um, Jordan Love, it came out this week, has been hosting dinners at his house on Monday nights and invites not only the offense, but the defensive players to come over too to try and really create that cohesiveness that, that a team really needs, that bond that a team really needs. And it's been refreshing to see a team kind of rally around each other because Jordan Love had to prove himself as much as anybody else on this football team this year. That hasn't been the case at the quarterback position in Green Bay for a very long time. So for people to see Jordan Love earning his stripes while they are simultaneously earning their stripes, that is something that goes a long way. And you root for one another in those aspects. And you can definitely feel a tighter-knit offensive group this year than what you have in years past. Wrap it up with John Kuhn, who joins us right now on CBS Sports Radio. Let me talk about your friend Darren Rodgers a little bit. I know he got in this whole controversy this week because he opened his mouth with <laughs> McAfee, and then he's talking about the Epstein list with with uh, Kimmel, and it's just things you can't do, but he, of course, did them anyway. Uh, obviously, it stinks that the guy got hurt. Um, I never thought he was going to return this year. We know he's always going to say what he wants to say. How do you think the next year or two in what could be the last two years of Aaron Rodgers' NFL career, which has been a great one, are going to play out? Like, what do you kind of expect from Rodgers next season? Well, I hope he has a healthy season. I hope he gets to play all 17 games because I'd like to see how he can perform and how he can go out. 
um, here in New York. And this is retirement talk that we've been talking about for a couple years in Green Bay and now in New York. And with the injury, you never like to see somebody go out like that. So I'd like to see him go out in his own terms. I'd like to see him come back next year, be 100% healthy and not have to miss any time for the New York Jets. Because quite frankly, with that roster and that team, I thought they were poised to make a playoff run in New York. And without him, you can clearly see it's a much different picture. So I'd like to see what he's able to do in a new environment and uh, and see if he can't add a little piece to his legacy. Let me ask you about two former Packers that have been tied to New York potentially. I think Bakhtiari is definitely going to be on the Jets next year. Devontae Adams, I know he's under contract and a pretty uh, large contract. May that be um, after that deal that he got from the Raiders. But as long as the Raiders keep Antonio Pierce, I think Adams will stay with the Raiders. Just how about the future of two guys that you know well um, in Devontae Adams and David Bakhtiari? Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more about Devontae. He has publicly come out and said Antonio Pierce is his guy. He'd like to see him back next year. He thinks he's earned that job. And right now, if you're Raiders management, you got to think more about how do, how do we keep this team that has played well towards the end of the year, how do we keep them together going forward? And a change at the coaching staff could definitely blow everything up roster-wise for that team. So I, I think Antonio Pierce ends up staying. I think they learned from their mistakes with Rich Bisaccia letting him go a few years back. And I think that keeps their team together, especially Devontae Adams. With David Bakhtiari, it becomes very interesting because the guy's had four surgeries in a matter of, you know, about two and a half years. He's only played a handful of games, a little over a dozen games in the last three years since he was the highest paid left tackle in all of football. So He's been very adamant and very vocal about his disdain with playing on turf, especially the turf in New York. It would be very interesting to me if he had to swallow those words and kind of eat some crow to go up there and play too. Obviously, that would take some sort of uh, releasing by the Green Bay Packers first or a trade or a forced trade in that nature. And I'm just not sure how likely all of those combined play into one another. And then last thing I'll ask you, just to get the flip side of this Bears-Packers game coming up on Sunday, we talked about the Green Bay side with you, uh, the Chicago side, right? Like we talked about the Raiders, how you don't mess what's going well with Antonio Pierce. I think the Bears should bring back Justin Fields now with them having an opportunity if they walk out of uh, Lambeau with the victory on Sunday to win five out of six down the stretch. Would you keep Fields and maybe draft Marvin Harrison Jr. or trade that number one pick again? How would you approach it if you were the GM? Well, it, you know, this is going to be a fascinating development after the season because everybody knows when you take a coaching job or a GM job in Chicago, number one goal is to beat Green Bay. You have to go up north and win and get some victories. And I think they haven't won against Green Bay in their last nine attempts. If they find a way to come up to Green Bay and they have a matchup that could potentially upset the Green Bay Packers this weekend, if they can come up here and get a victory, that makes it really tough on the ownership on the management to say, hey, Justin Fields, we got to move on from you. Matt Eberflus, we got to move on from you. I, I think they might consider it more to keep all of these guys around and build around Justin Fields if they can come to Green Bay and get a victory. If they don't, and I truly believe this game matters in the future for Justin Fields, if they don't, and he goes oh for his career against the Green Bay Packers as the Chicago Bears quarterback, I don't think there's any way they keep him. I, I think wow. they're going, they're drafting, they're picking a quarterback there early in the first round, whether they 
trade back and do that. We've seen him do crazy stuff in the past in the draft. So I, I wouldn't hold against him to do anything. But I, I have to feel like Jordan or uh, Justin Fields, if he's going to coach or play football in Chicago in the future, he's got to get this victory this weekend in, Ch- in Green Bay. And it's kind of crazy. And I was talking about this to open up the show, John Kuhn. Last week, the fans are chanting, we want to keep Fields. We want Justin. They lose this game this weekend. Things change very quickly in the NFL, as you know. It is a week-to-week league more than anything, more than any other sport. And that last taste in your mouth, especially when it's a division opponent, especially when it's that division opponent that it's said and written on your walls that you need to go up and get those victories against, that one can sit really sour and that can promote a lot of changes when you come into the offseason. Hey, last thing I actually, uh, just one more thing that popped into mind, John Kuhn. We talked about the Gouda Kuhn side. What's the fan perspective of LaFleur right now? Uh, it's 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 rode a roller coaster throughout the year. It really has. Um, I would say there was more optimism and patience at the beginning of the season, but there was really a stretch there where fans thought we were underperforming. And fans are sometimes a little impatient when it comes to the development of young players. But as this team has really taken off and this offense is on the cusp of hitting a top 10 offense in the National Football League, they're starting to realize that Matt LaFleur, he can scheme up some stuff. And with Jordan Love and these young wide receivers, they're going to be able to accomplish things offensively going forward. I think more of the heat lies on LaFleur as it pertains to the rest of his coaching staff and what he's going to do there with a defensive coordinator. Joe Barry's contract is up at the end of the year. And where does he go from there? Because if there is some sort of retention there for Joe Barry, that's the only thing that would sit sour as far as the fans go here in Green Bay. Yeah, there's that. I follow the tweets. I follow the conversations. Uh, it is not a hot take to suggest that the Packers fans do not like their defensive coordinator. He is John Kuhn. John, appreciate you doing this. Thanks so much. You be well. We'll do it again soon. Absolutely. Take care, Zach. There you go. John Kuhn joining us on the Zach Gelb show on CBS Sports Radio. We will take a timeout when we come on back. The Ohio State Buckeyes have their new quarterback. What does that mean for their head coach? Is the head coach, Ryan Day, on the hot seat? We'll discuss next, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. You can always follow the Zach Gelb Show on social media, Twitter and Instagram, at Zach Gelb. That's Z-A-C-H-G-E-L-B. Here is the Ackman, Rich Ackerman, with the latest CBS Sports Radio update. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. It's time.
time to ask the pros where you, the listener, gets to ask us a question, and it's brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Simply tweet your question at CBS Sports Radio or at Zach Gelb using the hashtag AskThePros. Be listening later in the show when we might answer your question. You could think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low, 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 low prices and excellent customer service from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. So the Ohio State new quarterback or the new guy that's coming in the room has been made, that decision. Will Howard is transferring from Kansas State to the Ohio State University. And it's an underwhelming move. I'm not saying Will Howard is worse than Kyle McCord. I do think it's more so of a lateral move. And if it is an upgrade, it's an upgrade in the slightest of ways. You know, I put out five quarterback transfer portal predictions when all this stuff did go down. I had DJU, DJ Ungale going to Florida State. Um, I had Kyle McCord transferring to Nebraska. He ended up going to Syracuse. And, you know, you go through some of these. I had Dylan Gabriel winding up uh, in Oregon after he elected to leave Oklahoma. So some of them you get right, some of them you get wrong. But the name that I threw out there for Ohio State was Cam Ward. Now, initially, it seemed like both of those parties were interested and it never came to fruition. And now we know Cam Ward is actually going to the NFL, which I was surprised by that. Um, he was a zero-star recruit. He had a very good career, obviously, at Washington State. Was originally at Incarnate Word. Um, but I didn't think he was going to go from entering the transfer portal to then making his decision to go to the NFL. So I don't think it was Ohio State was just banking on Ward going there from some of the initial reports because it quickly developed after that where it looked like they weren't going to be in on him and it was basically the Florida schools that were battling it out for Cam Ward and then Cam Ward elected to say, oh yeah, I'm going to go to the NFL. So you look now at Ohio State, there's just not a feeling of positivity right now around Ohio State. Like, I look back at this Ohio State season, and in a win, I actually thought it was a pathetic moment for their university and for their football team. And it shows you how sensitive their head coach, Ryan Day, is. Ryan Day got annoyed about what Lou Holtz said about his football team, where Lou Holtz on the McAfee show questioned the toughness of the Ohio State. And he wins a game in Ryan Day where his quarterback, Kyle McCord, should have thrown a game-ending interception. And then on the final play of the game, Marcus Freeman couldn't get enough guys on the field. And you decide to run your mouth and not respect your elders in going after, you know, poor Lou Holtz. And you're just yelling at him on national TV. When I saw that, I said, fake tough guy. I said, Ryan Day is insecure. He's sensitive. And when you have a reaction like that 
And I'm not saying it wasn't a big win, but you know in the back of your head, you're the head football coach that at the time lost two years in a row to Michigan. And how your season's going to be judged based off if you win that game or not, how you elected to overly celebrate in that moment, that was the game. And you could document it by listening to this show. And I was clear about this. Guys like Michael Fry, who listens to us every day, that's a big Ohio State fan. Oh, why are you saying Ohio State has no shot this year? Why are you hating Ohio State? Because in that Notre Dame game, their warts were exposed. They were. Their flaws were exposed. The quarterback wasn't good enough. And the head coach, who keeps on saying that he is a tough football team and that he's a tough guy, he showed that he was actually pretty sensitive and pretty weak. So now... You look at Ryan Day, where not only did he lose to Michigan three straight years, not only has he seen Michigan win three straight Big Ten championships, he is on the verge. And it's not a lock, because I have a lot of respect for that Washington program. Washington can easily, and I mean easily, win the national championship game on Monday night. But can you imagine... Michigan wins the natty. I don't want to hear anything from Ryan Day. I don't want to hear him bitching and complaining about signs. I don't want to hear him telling me how tough his team is. I don't want to hear anything from Ryan Day. Because you took over an Urban Meyer team and an Urban Meyer program, regardless if you like Urban Meyer or not. And I don't. But Urban Meyer had that program humming. Urban Meyer had the Ohio State be elite. He had them be one of the teams in college football. Now under Ryan Day, eh, it's Ohio State. Eh, they'll win a bunch of games in the regular season, but they won't win the big games that matter. You know, they'll beat Penn State. They'll beat that fraudulent Franklin. They'll beat all the other schools, but when they play Michigan, oh no. And watch, Harbaugh will leave And then Ryan Day will start to win again. And he'll start to think he's actually a better football coach than what he is. But bringing in Will Howard, it's a move where I'm like, okay. Like, it doesn't doesn't get me excited. Like, I'm I'm clearly not an Ohio State fan. But if I was, and I'm trying to buy back in on Ryan Day, going from McCord to Howard is like, slightly we got better? Maybe? Now, there's this perception on why Kyle McCord left. Let's hear from the former quarterback of Ohio State. He was on the QB Room podcast, Kyle McCord, on why he left the Ohio State Buckeyes. Top level of college football, and then especially onto the pros. I mean, it's a business. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, Ohio State had to, had to make a business decision uh, that they felt like was best for them, and I had to do the same thing. And, you know, unfortunately, it just uh, wasn't meant to be for next year. Uh, but at the end of the day, I felt like, you know, I put together uh, some solid games and had some good tape. And so I was confident when I went in the portal, I'd find a good home. So I thought the perception and what the speculation was on why he left was he wasn't guaranteed that he was going to be the starting quarterback next year. But he made it seem like it was more business. So maybe he's suggesting that he wanted more NIL money. Like that's how it sounded to me that he wanted more NIL money and Ohio State through their collective or whatever weren't willing to give it to him. Here is Kyle McCord. One more uh, cut from him from the QB Room podcast on the narrative with all the speculation on why he left Ohio State? I didn't really say too much. Um, you know, after I, I left, I kind of put out, you know, my statement. 
you know, kept it, the reasons close, um, you know, kind of in my inner circle. And, you know, I've had, you know, news outlets um, hit me up. Like I had one, uh, a news outlet from Columbus that hit me up to do a story, you know, and I didn't answer Hit, you know, my, my family up to do a story. They didn't answer, you know, hit people up in my circle, do a story, nobody answered. And then the next day you go online and they have a, an article published of, you know, the, the five reasons I left. And you read them and it's just a bunch of BS. And, you know, they're just kind of pulling at strings at that point. And, you know, the narrative, you know, people read that and they think that's true. And so they start, you know, believing in it and, you know, posting and just kind of snowballs. And when you don't really, you know, speak up about it, you know, it is what it is. Well, you should speak up about it. Because if you're annoyed by what's being said about you, you should clear your name. And just because a reporter reached out to you and your family, it doesn't mean that they weren't told why you left from the Ohio State side, you had a chance to clarify it, and you elected not to do so. But to wrap this up together, and I wish Kyle McCord nothing but the best at Syracuse. I'm a big fan of uh, Fran Brown and also Eliza Robinson, who's on the defensive side of the ball. I've known those guys for years. So I hope Kyle McCord performs well. I don't believe that Ohio State drastically got better bringing in Will Howard. I think they, like, slightly maybe at best got better. But I'm not ready to say that Ohio State's now this force to be reckoned with. And for Ryan Day, you don't at least bare minimum beat Michigan next year, regardless if they have Harbaugh or not on that sideline. You already have had people sour on Ryan Day, who's only lost like seven or eight games in his career as the head coach of the Ohio State Buckeyes. You will have a lot of people not only start to turn on you where they have already some, but it will be a majority of people where they won't be able to overlook the record because, you know, at that job, it's one thing and one thing only, and that's beat a Michigan. And under Urban Meyer, they always beat Michigan. Under Ryan Day, now they've lost three years in a row. Zach Gelb Show, CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 